This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. In the two days of this awesome message on obedience, Pastor Ray immediately calls upon the words of the prophet Isaiah. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the best of the land. It's a promise from heaven that has conditions attached to it. And it's not about being perfect. Rather, it's about striving to just be better at loving God, serving Him, and keeping His commandments. Pastor once again reminds us of one of his favorite sayings. You can't expect to be a part-time believer and doer and think you'll end up with full-time benefits. Be encouraged to meditate on the scriptures he discusses and memorize the five things he feels God requires in assuring yourself that your obedience will always pay big dividends. Let's now join today's message. Marriage is a mess. I'll tell you why. Because you're not obeying the Word of God. Your finances are a mess because you're not obeying the Word of God. Your home is a mess because you're not obeying the Word of God. That's the only reason why. Because the promise, and God is not a man that He's going to lie, the promise is that you walk in His ways, you, you're willing and obedient to the Word of God in your life, and it's going to go well with you. I say it's going to go well with you. It's going to go well with you. But you've you got to walk in the ways of God, and that's, that's it. All right. So let's keep going. Um, Job 36.11, here's another verse, another good verse. Job 36.11 says, If they obey and serve Him, wow, listen, if they shall obey and serve Him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Wow, I like that verse. If they shall obey and serve Him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and there is in pleasure. So, you know, I hope you're writing these verses down because these are the verses that you ought to be bringing back up to God in your prayer time. God, I'm, I'm serving you. God, I'm obeying you. God, I'm doing. Thank you for the promise that I'm going to walk, I'm going to spend my days in prosperity and my years in pleasure. Hallelujah. It's coming. It's coming upon my life because I obey and I serve you. But again, it's a condition. If. Everybody say if. If, if is conditional. If you obey him and you serve him, then you're going to spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. That's the promise of God. You see, now when, you're, when, you hit a, when you hit a bump in the road or you hit a season in your life where, you know, it may not be that easy and you're having a struggle, one of the first things you, you need to do is start pulling these scriptures up. Start reminding God, God, I've obeyed you. God, I've served you to the best of my I haven't been perfect. Anybody perfect here? No. If anybody raises their hand, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to have a prayer for the deceived. Don't raise your hand. Let me give you the answer. There is no perfect people on this earth. We all make, anybody make a mistake today? Yes. You're honest people. Hallelujah. Don't lie in church. Anybody make a mistake this week? I don't know about you, but I need the grace of God 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Come on. I need the grace of God because we make mistakes, right? 
So, so it's not about being perfect. It's about being willing and obedient, right? And purposing to walk in the ways of God. If you make a few mistakes along the way, if you make a lot of mistakes along the way, God is still looking at your heart. But often what happens is that people walk so far away from the Lord that their heart begins to change. They don't want to be willing. They don't want to be obedient. You see, as long as you remain willing, as long as you want to, you're still in good shape. Even if you mess up. As long as you fess up, right? Yeah. And you try to straighten it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right? You just don't live that way, um, you know, because that would be thumbing your nose at the grace of God. But, but if you obey Him and serve Him, you're going to spend your days in prosperity and your years in, in pleasures. And that's, that's the goal. That's what God wants for you. That's the place that God wants us to be. He wants us to eat the good of the land. He wants us to walk in health and vitality and strength and it, that we live a long and a strong life. These are the things that I've been preaching for years. This is what I've been trying to teach people for years. He wants us to spend our days in prosperity and our years. He wants you to have a pleasurable life. He wants your life to be filled with pleasure. But you have to obey the word of God. You can't just live your own way and live, violate God's rules and God, violate God's word and live nasty and ugly and grouchy and cheap and, 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 and unforgiving and bitter and angry at everybody and, and, and you know, come on, come on, self-righteous, you think you're right and everybody's right. You can't live that way and think you're going to reap the blessings of God. You've got to walk in God's ways, ways of humility, ways of love, ways of unforgiveness, ways of generosity. That's, that's, how, you, that's how you reap the blessings of God in your life. Otherwise, you're going astray, and the end result of your life is going to be frustration, anger, bitterness, hard. You know, it's not going to go well with you. I don't know about you, but I'm enjoying my life, and all I've ever done is put this stuff into practice. Am I speaking to anybody here tonight except myself? All right. So, so if, conditional, you obey and serve him. You see, I'll tell you what, this is... This is, this is diverting for a minute, but until you come to the place of godly sorrow in your life, there will be no repentance, which is change. Godly sorrow always comes before repentance. Without godly sorrow, the Bible says, without, without, godly, uh, without godly sorrow, there is no repentance. So, so godly sorrow has to come. In other words, you have to be sorrowful. You have to say, man, I, I just don't want to live this way anymore. I don't know who I'm speaking here to tonight, but I feel like I'm speaking. To I don't want to live life. I want to live God's way because I want to reap the benefits and the blessings of God. But when you come to that place of godly sorrow, I'm, I'm offending the heart of God. It's like, here, here's the word I'm looking for, brokenness. You need brokenness before the Lord. You see, that's when you really become willing and obedient to serve God and to follow him and to see the blessed. And that's when you really begin to see the blessed life because it's not just about collecting material things. Although God wants you to, and you should, you should live. You should, that should be your, 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 you know, it's what God promised. It's what God wants for you. And, and it should be one of the goals in your life to prosper and to abound and to, to walk in the blessings of God. That's, that's good. Don't feel guilty about it. I don't. Don't feel guilty or ashamed about it. He wants you to walk. But really the goal is that our lives are broken before God, that we give up the way that we used to live, the way that the world teaches you to live. And we're living after the ways of God. We're shaping our lives after the word of God, after what God says, the way we ought to live and not the way we learned out in the 
world or by somebody else. You know, that's why I'm going to keep saying that's why the youth today and the young people today are going to hell in a handbasket. And I mean that literally. And the reason is, is because they're following the ways of the world and they're reaping a life of worldliness. I'm telling you, that's what's happening. They're, they're following in the ways of the world and they're reaping a life of worldliness. This is what they're following after. That's why today we live in a society that, you know, you can live together, you can have babies together, and you're not, you're not even married. And people, oh, it's wonderful, let's have a party. I think we ought to have a funeral. We ought to mourn because, because you know, that, that, that's not, not, not to rejoice over. Amen. But we live in a society today where we're, we're walking farther away from the things of God. And we wonder why we're not reaping the blessings of God. Why we see, you know, a lot of our young people. I, I'm, you know, I, I've, uh, it's amazing to me how many fallen away believers I've, just, I've run into just recently. Now, you know, I've been going to the gym and working out and stuff. And I find out, one by one, I'm finding out that there are all these young guys who once served God, grew up in the church, that are no longer serving Him but are going some other way, doing it their own way, living with their girlfriends, you know, um, living a worldly life. Not only there, but it, it's been other places too. I see there, a lot of our young people are walking away from the ways of God and walking in. Wouldn't that be the greatest device of the enemy to try to snatch away God's people? You see? But the promise is that if you'll walk in God's way, if you will obey him and serve him, God says, listen, he's not taking anything away from you. There's no pleasure that the world can offer that God doesn't have something that's even better, by far better. And, and I, can, I can attest to that because I, you know, I did it all in my younger days in my rebellious time. But boy, serving God has wonderful benefits attached to it. Walking in the ways of God has tremendous, tremendous benefits attached to it. So he says, if you, if you obey him and serve him, you're going to spend your days in prosperity and years in pleasure. So what's the key? What's, what's the condition? The condition is you have to obey him and you've got to serve him. You've got to obey him and you've got to serve him. And he says, then you're going to walk in prosperity and you're going to spend your years in pleasures. All right. Here's one, Deuteronomy chapter 10. Are you getting something out of this? Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 12 and 13 says, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? Oh boy, that gets my attention. What does the Lord your God require of you? Do you know what the Lord requires of you? Listen, to fear the Lord your God. Here it is again. To walk in all his ways. To walk in what? Some of his ways. A few of his ways, the ways that I choose to walk in, the, the ways that I think are easiest and best for me to walk in. I can walk in this, but I can't walk in that. I'll do this, but I won't do that. I don't know. All to me seems to mean all. That means, he says, what does the Lord require of me? Well, first of all, to fear the Lord your God, that doesn't mean to walk in fright, but it means to walk in awesome respect, which sometimes has a little fright attached to it. I didn't fear my father. I wasn't afraid of him like, like he was going to kill me. But I knew he had the power to do it. Because <laughs> he was bigger than me when I was little. Right? So, so I, 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 I had fear of him, reverence and respect. But in that reverence and respect, I also was a little afraid because I knew he was bigger than me. He could, he, could, he could whip me if he wanted to. 
So, so what, what is it that God requires but to respect him, to have awe and respect for him, and to walk in some of his ways? Oh, wait a minute. Excuse me. Well, I'm trying to modernize the Bible because that's really where it is today. Walk in some of his ways. I mean, most people are walking in some of his ways. But the requirement, the condition is that we need to walk in all of his ways. Right? So what does God, God require? To fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, to serve the Lord God with part of your heart and part of your soul. No, exactly. Correct me, right? To walk in all of his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, all of your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes. That's what the Lord requires of us. That's the requirement of God. So you can't, here, this is where I get my saying, you can't be a part-time believer and think you're going to end up with full-time benefits. Or a part-time doer and think you're going to be a full-time receiver. He wants you to walk in all of his ways. And the end result is that you're going you're to be blessed. You're going you're to come up with a tremendous blessing in your life. Now, now here's another one. Deuteronomy, I think these are awesome verses. Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19. And I like this one. Listen, this day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you. Now listen, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. <laughs> In other words, God sets before you two roads. There are two roads before every human being. Every believer has two roads. Because even though you're a believer, you may not choose the right road. He says, I set before you two roads. One is life and one is death. One is blessings and one is cursings. So there's only two ways to go. Are you, are you all listening to me? There's only two ways to go. There's God's way and some other way. That's it, man. There's, there's either God's way or some other way. And, and this is what he says. He says, set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. And he says, he gives you the answer. Now choose life. So that you and your children may live. <laughs> so he tells you there are two roads to go. There's a blessing way and there's a cursing way. There's a life way and there's a death way. And if you're walking in, you know, in one of those other roads, well, then you better reverse, come back and get on life highway and blessing highway because you don't want to be on death highway and cursing highway because the end is death. The end is loss of all things. So everybody's got to make a choice. He says, I set before you life and death. So God is saying, I give you the choice. That's why sometimes people don't understand, um, you know, well, well, how come that person went, went bad? You know, um, they loved God. Well, because God is not going to violate anybody's free will. He sets the road before you, but he can't make you walk it. He puts the choice before you and he tells you what to choose, but he cannot and will not make you Choose it. He'll do everything he can to influence you and try to get you on life highway, blessing highway. But he cannot force you that way. 
He can't force you to do His Word because God will never violate His free will. That's what the preacher is about. That's what the pastor is about. To keep the Word in your face and keep you motivated to keep doing the Word so that you can keep walking in the blessings and, and all the things that God has promised you in His Word. That's, that's what it is. But He will never violate your free will. It's, it's like even, even parents that... See, that's why I say bringing up children is probably the most serious uh, job or work that you will ever have in your life. And, and you, you, you see, that's why I say you, you've got to do your best. That's why you've got to bring them to church, have them in the Word, pray at home, teach them the Word from a young age, impart that to them. But listen, here's, here's the long and the short of it. You can do all of that, but once they reach an age of accountability... You can't force them. God can't force them. They're going to make their own choices. Now, the good thing is that if, according to the Word of God, and I believe if you train a child in the way he's going to go, he's not going to depart from it. Now, listen, he may, he may take a couple of journeys and get caught up on some side roads. But I've seen it over and over and over. They, they have temporary insanity for a while. But eventually, because they've been trained in the ways of God, they're going to come back to the ways of God. But if you bring up a child not in the ways of God, then they have no course to follow and no, nowhere to come back to. That's why you've got to train them in the ways of God. Teach them about the things of God. Even if they're grown up now, you've got to live this stuff before. Keep it before. They may not want to hear it. They may be agitated. You say, well, look, open the Bible. I want, do you want to prosper? Ask me, do you want to prosper? I told this to Joshua the other uh, couple, couple of weeks ago. Do you want to prosper? Do you want to do well in life? Do you want to have abundance? He says, you know, he looks at me and says, I, I, I love the house you live in, the car you drive, the clothes you wear. He's, he's in a, actually, one of them asked their mother, say, is Uncle Ray rich? <laughs> said, yeah, he's rich. I'm rich. I'm enriched in every way possible. Yeah, he's rich. So, so, but you see, the way I got to where I am is that I've obeyed God. I've done God's word. I've been willing and obedient. And I've just practiced the word in my life. And as a result, God has blessed me. You train your kids that way. Let them, let them, listen, let them go out and eat slop with the pigs for a while, like the prodigal. They're coming home, man, when they realize that it's mean out there. It's ugly out there. And they remember, I was loved in my home. In my home, there was faith. There was joy in my home. God was the central focus of everything we did. We went to church. I remember going to church. They're going to they're gonna think. I remember going to church, and it was a good time. And we learned, and we felt, we felt, we felt protected, and we felt the love of God. They're going to remember those things and come back to them, you see, even if they stray from the ways of God. It's never too late to be an example to your kids about the ways of God. Now, I don't have kids, but I've got lots of nieces and nephews, and I'm still demonstrating to them the ways of God, you see, by the way I live and the things I say to them. And I don't, you know, I may not like some of the things they do, and I can't change them because I can't force them. But I can certainly tell them why I don't agree with it without condemning them, but saying this is what, had a conversation with one of my nephews, you know, um, the other day, a couple of days ago, and because uh, he's getting ready to move in with his, his fiance, and I guess they think it's okay because it's a fiance. Not that they haven't been doing other things <laughs> before we became. We tried it out, and I guess we like it, and now we're you know that's how the world does it. That's how the world does it. And and 
And his answer to me was, well, I'm a, I'm a good person. I don't hurt anybody. And I said, yeah, well, he's a cop. I said, you know what? So if you stop somebody and they were doing 60 or, you know, they were speeding, and you stop and you roll down the window and he says, well, I'm a good person. Why are you giving me a ticket? Well, you could be the best person in the world, but you just broke the law. It's not about being a good person. I said, you could tell me all you want, but you're not, you're, not doing, you're not living in God's laws. So you're breaking them, and if you break them, you're opening yourself up to a disaster. You live in the ways of God, and you're going to get blamed. Drive the speed limit, you're not going to get a ticket. No matter you're a nice guy, bad guy, you could have a car full of dope. <laughs> you drive the speed limit, you're not going to get in any trouble. You might get in trouble somewhere along the line, but it ain't going to be this day. Because you're, you understand what I'm saying? No, but I'm just saying that if you, if you obey the rules, you're not going to get in trouble. I'm, that's the, you know, the worldly example of it. But, you, you know, you, you, you can't look, well, I don't hurt anybody. I'm a good person. Why would God, God's not doing anything to you. He's told you, I put life and death before you. You choose it. If you're willing and obedient, you do the be- you're going to eat the best of the land. If you obey and serve him, you're going to spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. But you've got to choose that road. If you don't choose that road, then you're going down some other road. Then you're not going to have those, those blessings. And, and my job as a pastor, my passion, it's not even my job, it's my passion. I want to get people on the road to life and prosperity and well-being and pleasures. That, that's why... That's why I'm constantly encouraging people to do the word, man. Just keep. Now, like I said, you might hit a couple of bumps along the way. And you might hit a season, but you just stay on it. You just keep doing it. Don't ever stray because everything you're doing, even if you're doing, even if you're obeying God in a time in a very difficult season and you don't see anything coming about, let me tell you what, everything you're sowing with your words and your actions and your money, whatever you are sowing has still within it the potential to bring forth harvest, it never dies, it yeah. never goes sour, it never rots, it never goes bad. It may not be producing right this minute where you can see it, but it has the power and the ability to produce, and it will produce if you just keep on walking in the ways of God. Amen. Is everybody with me? There is a day coming that it will produce Amen and amen. Let me just give you these four things, five things real quick. Listen. Love God unconditionally. Number one. This is what God requires. Love people unconditionally. Keep a willing and obedient heart. That means walk in the things of God. Fashion your life after the word. Walk in the ways of God. And the last one is serve him. It sounds like I mixed those up, but love God, love people, keep a willing and obedient heart, walk in the ways of God, serve him. Your life is going to be blessed. Your life is going to be blessed. You're going to see your children are going to be blessed. Your marriage is going to be blessed. Your family is going to be blessed. You're going to just keep God, keep the Lord in the word as the central focus of your life. And you're going to reap the blessings of God. Can I get a better amen than that? Praise the Lord. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.